The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Good morning, this is Paula Granquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thanks so much for listening to the show as we celebrate all stories and creating. And we're going to, I hope today, tune in our imaginations together. I want to start off by saying welcome to December. I think I talked about that a little bit last week, and I can't believe it's it's December, and it's December 10th, so happy, happy for those of you out there that know what that means. And it is going to be a snow day, so it's a great day to be inside, hanging out, and thinking about how can I engage my imagination. And you know, if you've been listening over the last couple of weeks, I've been talking about this idea about time. And I think December is one of the ones where I feel it the most, no matter what's going on in the world or how we're feeling in our little worlds. The month of December feels like this giant crescendo. And yes, this is the last month of the year, and that's probably the way that it should be. But I think it might be how we design the world. And I found that interesting when I wrote that sentence, how we humans design the world. So it's like we're markers along this timeline. And this this is maybe how we intended it. So we wanted to have this crescendo happen at the end of the year. And maybe that's good for us to think about, well, I can start anew, I can, uh, you know, put in place all of the pieces of this past year, and it's a way for us to mark things along the timeline. And, you know, last week was was talking about how the pandemic has affected our way of thinking about time. And I do think we've been changed by this experience. We are feeling something about how we file the happenings of this year, how we remember this year. So it kind of brings me to the question I've been pondering. Again, this is these, these are the places that my mind and imagination goes of whether we create time or time is is something that exists as a separate structure imposed on the world, or maybe it's some combination of all of the above. So here's a gem of a book that I have been um, referencing back to. It's it's been out for, you know, maybe, it's a long time. Now, now I guess they consider it a classic. So anyone pondering or curious about these ideas might want to consider taking a look at Einstein's Dreams by Alan Lightman. It's just this delightful, it's actually a fictional collage of stories dreamed by Albert Einstein in 1905 about time, relativity, and physics. 
don't worry, it's absolutely approachable, imaginative, and charming. It's a wonderful exploration of time with so many ideas and of, about the spokes covering the possibilities of time. And it's all packed into this short 144-page book. It's really a gem. So if this is something that makes you curious, or maybe there's somebody on your holiday gift list that would enjoy this book or thinking about how we think about time, it's a good one. So that's, of course, one of the things that happens with the holidays is we turn to the joy of gift giving and holiday traditions and gatherings. And I have been so thrilled that we have had so many of these events return to the calendar year. And one that I'm particularly excited about has to do with shopping local. And I want to challenge everybody out there, if you can think of gifts that you can buy that support our local merchants, artists, employers, creators, that's how we should shop. We should shop like a locavore. And I place the highly rec- and, and highly recommend on the top of my list the Fine Craft Collective. So let's explore together on Art Zany Radio. I want to welcome you all. We're going to be talking about the Fine Craft Collective with Dick Zawacki. Welcome to Art Zany Radio. Thank you, Paula. It's, Thanks for having us today. It's a pleasure. I'm really thrilled. Also joining us is Noah Sanders. Welcome Hi. to the show. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And the Fine Craft Collective is a seasonal holiday pop-up featuring local and regional fine craft artists working in ceramics, fiber, jewelry, wood, and more, because there, there really is so much more. And just even saying those categories doesn't describe the <laughs> kinds of things that are there. And this is the 18th year of connecting Northfield artists and, to the community and the community to the artists. It's really a, an amazing place. It is located at the Northfield Arts Guild, the main gallery, which is located at 304 Division Street in downtown Northfield. And it is open uh, Wednesdays through Fridays. And Wednesday through Friday is 12 to 5. Saturday is 11 to 4. And now I hear it is now open Sundays from 11 to 2. So for all of you, like I don't start my Christmas or holiday shopping until now because we have some birthdays that happen in December. So kind of feels like we can't quite get going. And then all of a sudden <laughs> we really get going. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to uh, have those extra hours on Sunday to do a little bit of exploring. And so let's, let's um, open up by may, there may be some listeners who aren't familiar with either of your work. Either one of you want to start and tell us a little bit about yourself, your work, your world, and introduce sure. to our listeners. Dick, do you want to start? Certainly. Um, my name is Dick Sowacki. I'm a wood carver and a wood turner. I've been uh, carving for over 30 years, and about uh, 10 years ago, I, I got interested in, in wood turning and uh, took a class at uh, the John Campbell Folk School in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And um, just fell in love with with uh, turning. And there's a for me there's well with with both um, uh, uh, both activities there's there's a Zen that I I get into. I, I just kind of lose myself. Paula was talking about time, and I always say that uh, these activities for me are a great way to turn 15 minutes into three hours. Uh, I just kind of lose myself, you know, in in those things. But it's it's time that I really enjoy and and uh, can really just get away from the rest of the world. So um, I've I've been uh, involved with the Fine Craft Collective for the last three years, and and uh, very honored to be part of it. Um, I also uh, do some stuff, or I also participated at the Riverwalk Market Fair and. Uh, 
have been uh, part of the uh, Carlton uh, uh, craft show, although unfortunately it has not been uh, gone or not been uh, put on the last two years. So, so that I'm looking forward to getting back there too. Um, but that's yeah. I guess that's just a little bit about me and a little thumbnail sketch. Thank you. And, and actually, it was your um, idea when I read your, your description about how you get lost and you know, 15 minutes turns into three hours that I, I start. Well, I'm, there's more to talk about time. <laughs> I, I think it's, it's really and especially at um, this this space of, of year as we hit December. So thank you. I think that's sure. a good introduction. Noah, you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name's Noah Sanders. I live right here in town, just down the street by the co-op. Um, what I work in primarily is drawings and paintings. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the genesis of all the work that I create. And currently I'm taking my sketches and cutting out uh, shapes out of wood, primarily doing animals right now, but I'm kind of expanding into other things. Um, I'll put foxes and horses on on uh, salvaged wood that I find. I cut it out with a jigsaw and I paint on top of it and uh, use use a variety of materials as well. Sometimes I put a sheet of metal on top. I try to keep it interesting with salvaging materials. I'm, I try to be process-driven in what I produce and trying to think here. Uh, yeah. I think people may know you. Your foxes it kind of become iconic, I think, because that's where you started, yes? Yeah, I, foxes and horses in particular. And I have all sorts of animals in my sketchbook, but... I just keep on returning to the fox theme and I'm um, just trying to f- continue to f- flesh out the ideal fox, I guess, is kind <laughs> of the, the quest I'm on. But I have all sorts of other things I'm developing. I'm, try- I'm starting to do more things that relate to storytelling. So, like, even something as simple as just having two foxes interacting with each other in one painting. There's a lot more of, like, a narrative that's evoked through that. I have some horseman drawings, and um, I have some like biblical-inspired stories that are universal that people would recognize that I'm starting to try to do. So, yeah, um, yeah. it's a lot of fun right now. There's a lot of possibilities. Yeah. And so I think it's – I'm so excited that you're both here because, like I said, I love the Fine Craft Collective. And uh, how is – this the, This opens up in November, but now now we've hit December. Right. How is How is it feeling at, at the um, – a fine craft collective this year it it feels a little different this year um it, it, as you probably know uh paul of the uh those of artists who have uh work at the craft collective also uh man the store or you know operate the store and and so you're always uh uh, when people come into shop, they always get a, a chance to talk to an artist who has knowledge of the work. Plus, uh, you know, will have knowledge of other people's works too. Um, but what I've noticed is different about this year is that last year people were really focused. They'd come in, they knew they wanted to buy something. Because of the pandemic, they they'd buy, they'd get in, they'd get out, and that would That's be skedaddle. it. Mm-hmm. You know, this year people are you know they're strolling in, they're they they feel a lot more comfortable. They're 
you know they're uh, they're actually shopping you know they're looking at things and they're they're comparing and they're they're actually taking their time and so that's what i notice is different about the craft collective this year and it and it feels more collegial uh just more uh warm i guess you know and and it's it's kind of getting back to normal whatever you know, normal <laughs> yeah. is these days again yeah that's true yeah. how about for you Noah? how's it feeling this year you, you've participated how many years have you been in the fine craft uh, i think Zach and i started yeah. the same time so yes we three did years three years ago right yeah so that's been that's been fun we're collegiate in that respect <laughs> um yeah, I think it's been uh, really great so far. I'm excited with the variety of work I've been able to improve upon and bring. And I think, generally speaking, across the board, we've been encouraged by mm-hmm. the strength of sales that we've had. Right. So, yeah, um, it's been good. Yeah, I've yeah. noticed that as well and heard from other artists that uh, f- can people in the community or visitors are really excited about supporting local artists, local stores, you know, trying to make sure right. that everybody gets gets through this period and, and this time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty great thing, and people are excited to get out and, and uh, be, like you said, be a part of that community again. Right. I was thinking for artists, how, you know, a lot of different experiences have happened with their time during the pandemic. How mm-hmm. do you think that time affected your um, your work or your the way that you approached your work or the process or, the, you know, did you explore new things or take a break? A lot of people had different experiences. I'm curious mm-hmm. for both of you, sure. what was that I don't know how, are we saying it's two years now or 18 months? I hear all. (laughs) Well, it would be two years uh, in in March. March. Yeah, Yeah, right. Right. For for me personally, I think um, it, it... it gave me an opportunity to explore some new things and and come up with with some new ideas uh try some some different things and and uh you know once we really unfortunately got got into the pandemic um i realized that that there weren't going to be as many opportunities to to sell and show my work and things like that so you know that that was at first it was was kind of a uh a downer. I mean, it was like, oh, I don't want to, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then um, I I got into, you know, thinking, well, hey, I, I can explore new things. I can try some different things. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think it's it's given me the opportunity now to, to, uh, to also to, to interact with other people in the, in the same community. Um, I've, I've, uh, participated in a lot of zoom meetings and classes and things like that. And that's, that's, uh, opened me up to some, some new ideas and, and new, uh, new ways of turning, uh, new ways of finishing wood and, and things like that. So I think for me, that's, that's what, what it's been now, uh, because we're, we're into December and stuff like that. Uh, I'm feeling some pressure, frankly, <laughs> you know, uh, which, which is good. I mean, you know, people are buying things, but that means you have to restock and everything. And so, so that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to be in that, in that situation. It's much better than, than the, uh, the alternative. <laughs> right. I want to check in with you about the sure. zoom classes. So I'm trying to imagine a woodworking zoom class. 
class. Right. And is everybody in their workshops, or or is it more of just a, observing somebody and teaching it's, a skill? Right. Yeah. It's it's the it's really the latter. Um, although it's it it kind of works both ways. A uh, um, a club that I, a couple of clubs that I belong to, have done Zoom meetings, and and in some of them, you know, people will show their work and and talk a little bit about what they've done, but a lot of it is is uh, demonstration too, and and so um, it's you know it it really has improved a lot of people's technical skills. Um, you know, you, you people work with multiple cameras and show things. Oh, from that different, kind of, I thought you meant the woodworking, uh, but you uh, mean well, the actual, like, the yeah. video. Uh, yep, <laughs> the videography <laughs> and everything like that, right. Uh, they they do some really great things now, and, you know, they'll, uh, if you're at a lathe, they'll have a camera over the, the uh, person's shoulder, and they'll have a camera coming down from above showing things that are going on. And so, so you actually get a lot of... Uh, a lot of better um, uh, instruction and and uh, information about uh, what's what's going on. So, so from that standpoint, yeah, it's it's been good. So that might stick around. That might be something uh, that continues. I absolutely think so. I, I think it it'll probably turn into a hybrid, you know, and and we'll probably have in person meetings again. But then there'll be uh, you know videos of the of the meeting that people can either watch simultaneously or watch later too yeah. right and it expands your ability to connect with people across you could take a class from somebody in you know another part of the country Just, where you couldn't possibly have done that before well the other part of the country just last weekend i i was part of a, a class uh, with a guy from ireland oh wow even yeah. the world <laughs> so even the world you know why not I mean, you know that's so. one positive yeah that's yeah. really yeah. exciting how yeah. about for you Noah? was there a, a change or a shift for you during this time uh, i had a big shift i had a lot of lingering artistic questions and kind of the ideas i was pursuing and i had some technical things with my painting on wood and how I cut out the wood that I wasn't really able to flesh out. So the pandemic was very much an opportunity for me as well, especially at the beginning with the lockdowns, had to stay home for a month or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I spent a lot of time as went to my basement and I got a lot of work done. So uh, that was a um, really big, big deal for me to so, find solutions to some things and level up in a sense. And I had some issues with keeping up with production too. Mm, so yeah. I was able to kind of build up a little more. I was hoping to do a lot of art shows in 2020. That's what I was gearing up for. But I, I look back now and I know if I was successful at all in those shows, I would have ran out of product <laughs> right away. So I was, you know, stepping forward in faith to do those shows which is a good thing but i was <laughs> didn't have much else going in terms of that so and i'm still having problems now like uh, now that shows are starting back up i did a few this year um i just keep selling really well so i have that wonderful problem of i need to figure out some time i'm not i can't depend on any more pandemic type stuff <laughs> let's, to send yeah, me let's home. not ask for that yeah definitely Please, not no. but i'm looking at my current employment and asking some questions now, which is a great place to be of like, you know, if I want to continue doing this or go more, more full time in what mm -hmm. I'm doing and do more art shows, I'm going to have to change some things. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I have a lot of momentum coming out of the, um, the pandemic, uh, time. 
the time was great use for me and I was home with my family. So, you know, there was a lot of things that, um, as hard as it was for so many people, uh, which was, you know, really sad. Um, I don't want to discount that at all, but, um, for me, it was, um, a sweet time, mm -hmm. a sweet season. So that's, I like that. I like yeah. that phrase, sweet season. I think we're going to, going to keep that. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm wondering, we should probably, uh, for folks that, um, maybe haven't been to one of your shows or, or uh, mm -hmm. seen your work, sure. what do you have at the Fine Craft Collective this year? What, what are they going to see if they walk up to the spot that's designated for, um, for your work? Do you go ahead? Sure. Um, so I'm very proud of what I have right now because one thing I've been trying to do is I've been I started making big pieces and those are all higher dollar items but now I have things that are a lot less um, in value so I have some little four inch wood circles that I've cut out and painted on I have some like Scandinavian star designs and I have animals on them too um, and some other designs as well. Uh, those are $30 a piece. They can be used as ornaments or just wall hanging. And I have some art cards as well that mm. are $5 a piece. Tell um, me what an, I guess I'm not familiar with what an art card is. So what I have right now is I have old artwork from like college and things like that. Paper artwork that I've cut up into um, three by five strips oh, and have fun. put them on um, cardstock. And they're kind of just spontaneous abstract art cards from and what are people what are people saying that they're going to use them for or how are they going to display them yeah or? so some people i know have framed them and put them up in their house just little pieces but a lot of people use them just for art like a fun card to send to a mm -hmm. friend or something like that and i have my regular big pieces and some mid-sized pieces as well um foxes and horses and um i have some bunnies as well <laughs> um and some of those art pieces i have scanned in or taken photos of and i've made into cards um of printed printed cards of my artwork and i just ordered a bunch so i should have some to put in the fine craft collective next week so that's what i have right yeah. now and, and excited what, for that yeah. you mentioned the idea of uh painting uh, and when you were you know painting on the wood and mm -hmm. i actually was thinking about that as i was um looking at your at your piece of uh, you know, wood has so much, you know, the, it's not like a canvas, right? It's not predictable mm -hmm. in its quality. And so there may be, um, you know, different grooves or, you know, gaps or mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's not a, uh, it's a natural surface, right? So yeah. uh, I'm curious, what, what was the solution you came to about making with a paint stick? And, you know, what were some of the questions you had? Because I think that's a really fascinating problem. It's not just as easy as you know, take out the paint and right. there you go. Right. <laughs> it's it's a, a process. Yeah, I'm definitely dependent on the wood I find, and depending on the wood grain or whatever, sometimes that's that does a lot to enhance my work. Um, but over time, I've learned that I really prefer wood, generally speaking, over painting on canvas or something like that. Canvas um, tends to bounce and is not a flat, hard, flat surface, and I really appreciate that about wood. I have, I have that, a little more control. The way that you feel when the brush, or you, do you use brushes, I guess? I do, yeah, I okay. use brushes. I mean, I use all sorts of um, things, but primarily brushes to get my specific drawing onto the piece. And uh, yeah, uh, I think the tactile wood 
the absorbent wood mm-hmm. um, has a lot of strengths that I've learned how to lean into when I'm working with. Right, because it, so. it probably would, you know, uh, 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 I don't know the word, what's the word, absorb is there maybe, mm-hmm. you know, draw in. Yeah. So you may have to do multiple, multiple layers. To, does it need to get saturated before it shows on the yeah, surface? Yeah, you know, dark colors like black or red, I don't need to do multiple layers, but sometimes I need to do a like double You've got a yellow or something. White. Yeah, white, white or yellow, especially if I'm putting a stain on top. Like the the white especially really takes in the stain, which is great for some applications, but sometimes I know I gotta I gotta spend another half hour doing a second coat. Of right? It, so. Yeah, I but, love that experiment, and, yeah. and and like you said, you use salvaged, uh, and so uh-huh. you, you the conditions are you know you're kind of given what's presented. Right. Yeah, <laughs> which is fun. Um, it's definitely a different approach than what Dick is doing. Dick's on a higher operation. Of of woodcraft and wood selection than I am, but yeah, let's know, hear about fun. what you've brought to the Fine Craft Collective sure. this year. Sure. Um, well, I, I can just uh, back up a little bit and say about when Noah's painting and stuff. the The thing about wood is that it's not a consistent medium mm. like like a canvas would be, and so the grain. Uh, of the wood changes and swirls and it's it's just the way that that the tree grows a lot of that even um is is dependent on the the uh, minerals in the soil where the tree grew you know you can you can have uh two walnut trees and if they grew in different areas they'll have different colors in the in the grain and the wood uh so that's that's really what noah is talking about with with the um uh, the absorption of the paint and things like that it's it 's just all how the grain comes out in the piece of wood but uh to talk about the things that i 've been doing um, i I do a lot of uh of chip carving, which is a Scandinavian style of carving where you take out little chips of wood uh, and uh, make them into geometric patterns um, i uh, I, I make a lot of ornaments i uh, do also uh, uh, plates with various designs on them. Um, I have some serving boards that uh, have, like, a, I have one with a, a Santa face in it and one with a uh, an egret uh, in it. Yeah, and I saw I saw the image on mm-hmm. on the website, and so sure. th- those are something that you are hand doing that. That is not a machine. It's I mean, and that part I think is <laughs> yeah. what. Kind of blows okay, the, my mind, and I, I mean, especially some of your geometric patterns. I'm kind of in, enthralled <laughs> with <you>. those. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, people often ask me, you know, what sort of laser do you use? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and I, I hold up my right hand and I say, "This is laser right," <laughs> and my left hand, and this is laser left, and that's, that's it. Great. You know. Um, but no, the uh, the the patterns, yeah, they're all a lot of geometric forms. Um, and so, you know, I just kind of start by looking at, at the, at, at the, uh, basic outline that I have and then just whatever my mind, uh, kind of comes up with at the time, you know, um, I try to make each one different a little bit. I always say that, that because they're done by hand, each one is unique. Uh, there'll never be another one exactly like it. Um, but, and, you know, and it's the same way with Noah's work too, you know, they're, they're all individuals, they're all the unique pieces. And so I think that's, that's one of the things about, 
handmade items is is that they all are really unique and so and that's that's true of all of the artists at the fine craft collective um but uh some of the other things that that i do um are uh well with my wood turning i've gotten into uh, making little pepper grinders and uh they they have been very popular this year um, like Noah too, I, I use a lot of storm damaged wood or wood from trees that people are taking out of their yards. So I get to repurpose a lot of the wood. Um, I do have some other woods that I've bought, um, uh, different styles and things to, to, to bring a different look to the pepper grinders, but, but uh, those those have been real popular, and I think because of the pandemic, you know, people have been cooking at home more and stuff, and so they're looking for, you know, for things like that. Um, another thing that I've I've got I'm getting into and and starting to uh, explore is is a thing called a weed pot, and that's basically made from the limb of a tree, a smaller limb. It's about three or four inches in diameter and then I turn it to look like a small vase or a pot and uh, you can put dried flowers in them or something like that uh, they're not really made for for uh, you know putting uh, live flowers in uh, because there's no way to to uh, hold the water in there and stuff like that but but uh, those are are fun too because uh, again uh, each each piece of wood is is different one of the the uh, woods that I really uh, have liked to to work with with the weed pots is buckthorn, and everybody says, "Oh, buckthorn is an invasive <laughs> oh, species yeah. and stuff like that." Yeah. Well, it is, but when it gets really good sized, about three or four inches in diameter, uh, the heartwood is a very pretty orange color, and it's uh, really really nice. So, although if it's gotten that big, then that buckthorn is taken over. Well, well. <laughs> yes, that, that's true, Paula. Although they, actually, there are male and female buckthorns. So if you can find a male plant, you're okay. It's the female plants that produce the seeds. And ah, and, I did not uh, know this. Yeah, right. And so I was wondering that, you know, with each of you, and since you both work with wood, if you are looking at the store, you know, kind of try to, trying to engage with that particular piece of wood and what it's telling you, you know, would be the best way. Because, you know, if, if I, I'm imagining because I don't do woodworking, <laughs> but, you know, that you know, if it's got tight rings, that means it's going to be good for this. If it's, um, you know, got a curve or a bump, then that, it's not going to work or it's got a knot. You know, you have to kind of look. Before you begin, how much of that happens? Well, uh, for me, a lot. Um, yeah, because some pieces wouldn't be good for turning because of those things, right? But but some pieces you you want to incorporate that knot into mm -hmm. it because it you know it's going to look really nice and stuff. And a lot of times too, um, you're just not sure when you know how it's going <laughs> to going to turn out. So you just Start to cut away and, and uh, you know, maybe uh, you make uh, what I call decorative firewood. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it is, you know, it's something that uh, just, you know, you have to say, well, that was a good experiment. You know, <laughs> you sell two pound sacks or something. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, we were, yeah, we're, getting, we're looking for some firewood. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was pretty fancy. Yeah. <laughs> That'd yeah. be fun. Right. So, but, but you're right. Um, I do look at the, 
at at the structure of the grain of the wood and and try to think of of uh, how it can be cut um when i'm carving i always say that the wood tells you how it wants to be carved mm-hmm. uh because you know we've all heard the things of of uh you cut with the grain or against the grain and stuff like that and and if you cut against the grain the wood will resist you and and it'll say I don't want to be cut that way, <laughs> you know. So you turn your knife around and and uh, cut it the opposite direction and stuff. So is that something you you pay attention to to Noah as well? What is you know what is the wood best suited for, or will it react differently to paints? I, I bet you have to learn about different species and and also like like Dick said, some woods have a color to them mm-hmm. that might affect how things come together sure so a lot of what i use is plywood so plywood's pretty basic i'm i'm oftentimes looking for the thickness of a board because mm. as a wall hanging i want it to be certain right. th- th- thickness for the fasteners i use but i also don't want it to be too heavy right so i got that going on but i do have some pieces that i i have salvaged um slats of wood lath from old plaster walls and I have a lot from oh, sure. my house, uh, from my <laughs> um, stair, staircase hallway. And I have some from other buildings around town. And those boards are great because they're a half inch thick and they're nice little strips. So when mm-hmm. you lay them out, like for a horse or something, they look really nice. But sometimes they're not made consistently. So I have to really select ones that are flat where they'll line up flush with each other. And then when I lay it out on the horse cut out or whatever i have to make sure that they they're white sometimes the um, width is varying as well so i have to make sure that um one's not hanging off of a edge of a hoof awkwardly <laughs> so that when i cut it out again with the jigsaw it doesn't just fly off or um, snap off or something right. so yeah. i have to make those selections along the way and some of those are just organic you just kind of do it as you go and if you can't use one scrap, you'll be able to use it for a different project. Right. But it's very, well, very, yeah. No, I remember yeah. uh, uh, one of the first years you were at the Finecraft Collective, you had one of your foxes made out of yardsticks. Yeah. And I thought yeah. that was really, in, you know, inventive and, and very creative way to use old yardsticks. Yeah. Yeah, those, those are some of my favorite ones yeah. I've done. I just bought a bunch more yardsticks because they sell really well. And Paula actually bought I one do. of the smaller foxes <laughs> at uh, Jesse James. That's show, right. So. I just I fell in love, and, and uh, I think it's called Foxtrot, and yep. that just makes me very happy every time I look at it. So yeah. it's uh, it's very um, inventive, and I just I love being able to to share your stories, folks. If you're just tuning in, this is Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. I'm Paula Granquist. I'm here with Noah. Sanders and Dick Zawacki. We're talking about the Fine Craft Collective, which I hope you've been inspired to want to go and check this out. It is at currently at the Northfield Arts Guild in the main gallery, which is the one on the floor you you enter. That's at 304 Division Street in downtown Northfield. I think their door is still purple. Yeah. So you look for that on on Main Street, Division Street here in Northfield. And uh, it is open uh, Wednesdays through Fridays from 12 to 5. And then on Saturdays from 11 to 4. And now for the next two Sundays, 11 to 2, uh, it it, it is open Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of us who 
who haven't done our holiday shopping. And so that extra couple of hours will make a big difference. And like, mm-hmm. like both of you had mentioned, there are so many artists, but I think the thing that's, that's really special is, uh, the community of artists there. I've gone and maybe I have a question about something and surely somebody there either knows the other artist's work or if it's not theirs and can say, well, hold on, I'll just text them and I'll get the mm-hmm. answer for you of, you know, what, what is this washable? Is this, you know, uh, can I put food safe or you know, whatever right. questions people might have? You, you are all well uh, in tune with each other's work. So mm-hmm. let's, what does it mean to have that community of artists? Um, it is it's supported by all the artists. You are all the people who, you know, build, build the displays, uh, set up the merchandising, operate the store, uh, do the whole thing together. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, for me, it, it's been, uh, it, it's been really, um, inspirational and and uh i've found a lot of support from the other artists uh they've given me a lot of tips and and ideas about things um you know even though we might work in different media um there's there's a lot of similarities when it comes to the creative process and the design of of things that that uh that i've found goes beyond the bounds of whatever uh, medium you're working in, uh, and and so it's it's uh, it it is a collective. It's a collaboration also, and and so I've I've found a lot of uh, support from from the other artists, and and I guess personally, it's it's uh, how much alike we are, not how different we are. You know that no matter that, the medium or right, the- yeah the the. The mediums are different, and that's that's where the differences are, and the, the processes that we use to get to our final product. You know, uh, we don't have to. Noah and I don't have to fire our our uh, uh, work in the kiln or anything like that. You know, uh, that would be slightly destructive for our stuff. But but you know, it's still the same type of ideas with the you know the potters create forms and. And that that's another thing too for me is is looking at form. Um, uh, one of the the great things I I learned uh, in the last year or so was uh, a wood turner will take a bowl or whatever he turns, paints it all black, and then just looks at the form. Oh, so that's yeah, right. Interesting. Yeah, so because when when you're working with wood, and we've talked about this a lot here t- this morning, but but you you get caught up in the grain and and how pretty it looks and everything like that. Um, but there was uh, uh, one instructor who would have all of his students just paint their their items black, flat black, and then look at the form. I had not That's heard great. that before. Yeah. That's a really interesting because right. it, it automatically <clears throat> shifts your perspective. You no longer are able to see color or grain, or uh, it's all about that. Uh, maybe the balance in in, yep. in, in shape, proportion, or, yeah, function. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Yeah, phenomenal. All, all of those things. So uh, again, getting back to you know the the people at the craft collective. Uh, that's what we share. Is is that type of of creative process and and the way we look at things and uh, i think that's something that i've that in the last couple of years have has really um open uh, opened up for me too so yeah and it's been 18 years that so that the uh, fine craft collective has been going so right. a lot of these folks have some long experiences uh, and great great uh, wisdoms to pass on right 
Yeah. How about exactly. for you know being a part of this community of, I guess I've, I've got to look up. I've, I know mm. that, uh, hello, Heather out there. <laughs> she passed on to us that there are 30 artists this year right. in the show. That's what there's, yeah. a, and as we mentioned, I mean, it's, it's jewelry, it's fiber, it's wood, it's ceramics, and kind of every combination you can think of of, of original artwork that's right. for sale for, for gifts. Mm-hmm. How has it been for you to be a part of the community? Well, I find it very inspirational. I'm kind of always on the lookout, no matter where I am, looking at architecture and things like that for some sort of uh, design element that relates to something I'm thinking about. So I'm always jotting down notes in my sketchbook or color combinations. And last night, I walked in with my infant daughter. I was holding her, just popping in real quick to look around. And it was really busy, so I wasn't there very long. But um, one of the paintings in the back corner by the elevator had an interesting color combination, and I was like, "Oh, that's 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 the color combination I've been hunting for for this one piece." So I like snapped a photo of it real quick. And, wow! You know, it's like <laughs> things like that. It's just all the creativity aggregated in one place. It's it's very easy just to go around and um, reap the benefits of that community and feel inspired and um, you know increase your your ability to create as well. So I feel very blessed by that. And, and <clears throat> other artists like Dick, you know, with his patterns and things like that, I've been getting a lot more into certain patterns incorporated in my work. And then I see someone who's developing their own patterns and their own style. And it's, right. it just adds to <clears throat> the context of like, well, what, what am I doing with my patterns? Like, am I using right. them the right way and how can I improve? And it's very yeah. inspiring. And I would say too that that uh, people are very willing to share. They're they're not trying to keep their ideas to themselves or anything like that. Um, all you got to do is ask, you know. Right. Right. Um, but and I, I think that comes across to the the you know, shoppers too. Someone who's in right. the store, um, that the everyone is very generous with their um, expertise or you know ways to help you make suggestions or right. uh, find the perfect gift for somebody. Mm-hmm. I think that that's yes. that's that, that's a, why it's such a great place to be. It's a very yeah. uh, and it's only around for a couple months every year. So th- where right. these this group is together, right? Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a unique uh, collection of people, and and we we have you know Paula, you mentioned we have uh, thirty artists. We have five new artists this year too that that are um, part of the group. Um, uh, Laura Hyman uh, does glass. Um, Tammy Ressler does pottery. Um, gosh, Mary, Mary Duntiman. Uh, Duntiman, right? Yeah, she's she's a jeweler, and I've I've forgotten the others. It, uh, uh, Heather sent them to us, so thank yeah. you, Heather Lorenz <laughs> of the Red Wing. I forgot the skill, skill down right. there. Yeah. Um, Laura Hyman and Tammy Ressler. Mm-hmm. Amy Brooks, yep, um, and I think we got them all right. Is that yep. five? John Ayersman. John, right? That's the, yeah. So that's mm-hmm. exciting. The, how, mm-hmm. are, how are artists selected to be a part of it? Uh, there's a basic <laughs> uh, application process right. that the Arts Guild puts up, um, and oftentimes they do invitation as well. So, right. Um, yeah. That's how Heather. Heather cornered me at a show. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was, you know, wonderful. Well, yeah, so. it's it's kind of, it's a juried thing, and and yeah. then I I was I was also invited too. No, yeah. that's that's the way I got got it. it was 
was able to become part of the craft collective. So yeah, yeah I guess we didn't mention the website <clears throat> too. I want to be sure because you can preview. We can't possibly go through all thirty of the artists that are in the show, but you can visit it, and it is uh, Fine Craft Collective. I want to make sure I get it right. Is it? I think it's dot org. Uh, dot com is or what dot I have. Com. Dot com. It is, See, it that's why. Com, but right. I'm sure F FCC Fine Craft Collective. It, it's all one word. Dot com is the website that you can get information. Um, you could, and I, it's really helpful because you could click to some sample images or uh, go and look at a little bit of their background. Um, some some folks have websites that that yeah. can uh, give you even more details about where to find their work. Mm-hmm. I want to check in because I know that yeah, um, right. Dick had to leave a few minutes. It's early, to, and I want to make sure we get you out the door so that you're <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Um, on time. That. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. Uh, my, it's been such a pleasure to. I don't. I, I don't remember that you've been on the show before. So, uh, not this show. No. Yeah. I. I, uh, I was here with Wayne Eddy uh, a few years ago, um, uh, but yeah, that's. It's a, uh, treat, cause yeah, it's a treat because I want to send hello to Terry out there too. Yeah, right. Well, that's actually how I met Terry was was when she worked here at the station and and I was on Wayne's show and what a, what a great fill, love story. You, you can oh. fill in the blanks from there. So. It's a beautiful story. <laughs> and I thank you so much, so Dick Sawacki. You, you can see his work thank you, Paula. absolutely at the Fine Craft Collective. Noah, you and I are going to spend a little time talking about. Uh, I want to. I want to. Um, just try to give people a sense of the range of of items that are there. We talked a little ahead of time that mm-hmm. I I love going there, but and I always have a list of things that I I want to you know gifts that I, I want to get. But then I find so much for myself too. <laughs> so uh, what are some of the things this year that that are you know really popular or you're finding that um, people are are excited about or, or new things that people uh, may see at the Fine Craft Collective. Well, I think first of all, just to emphasize the variety that is there is really key. I mean, if you really have any sort of interest in um, handmade goods or something like that, uh, this is the place for you. We have everything from uh, beeswax and... I don't know if we have soaps this year. I th- there was one artist who was doing some soaps, okay. I believe. So you have some uh. things like that. We have textiles, um, pottery. I especially love looking at the variety of pottery. We have multiple pottery artists mm-hmm. and just a variety of work and that they do amongst each other. Um, there's some, uh, someone's doing little figurines like uh, Christmas themed figurines of Santa Claus type, um, you know, Norwegian trolls or whatever, <laughs> that kind of stuff. I really appreciate that. Um, and then other things like, you know, platterware and um, mugs, things like that. It's really great. Yeah, and, and the other thing that happens is because each of these pieces are one of a kind and mm-hmm. they're, you know, made, um, they're quality pieces from, you know, artists doing their own own work, is that if they sell, they're gone. I've had that happen to me a couple times where I've fallen in love and I'm like, I got to think about it, mm-hmm. come back, and it's not there. But the good news is that each of the artists is, you know, throughout this couple months making new things or bringing new inventory in. So even if you shop one day, you can come a week later and there will be it's like a new sh- new store yeah and i think that makes it really also incredibly special so folks have a couple more weeks before the holidays that they can uh you know need to uh 
do finish up the last shopping. This and I have to admit, I have been there on Christmas Eve, <laughs> the last <laughs> day you're open, <laughs> and but there's still plenty of beautiful things. Oh yeah, and it's yeah. you know it's so much better than popping into a you know, quick, uh, I don't know, the terrible 7-Eleven story, right? To find your Christmas <laughs> presents at the gas station. Yeah, or the clearance rack. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, you, like that. you don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just, I'm a real big fan, and I, I just absolutely love this this um, exhibit. Uh, I'm wondering if, because if, I think another thing that, that is hard for people to, to um, is sometimes you have to prepare for this really far in advance. Like you were mentioning that the year 2020 was a lot of different shows you were planning to do. And you're mm-hmm. kind of glad it didn't happen because you wouldn't have had the inventory if you'd sold, you know, more than you expected to, right. to be able to, to, you know, have a, a full display space. Right. So are you already thinking about next year's shows and planning ahead to... Uh, I'm always fascinated because you, you that idea of, and you mentioned you're kind of on that precipice of, you know, uh, exactly. production versus you know holding back. Which 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 way does it feel right to move? Right, I think right now I'm really coiling up to launch. I've been kind of in my cave <laughs> the past <laughs> uh, year and a half, just brooding on the work I want to do and the work I want to share. And I, I am trying to, uh, applications for shows for next year st- start now and go through the spring. So I'll be trying to get a cohesive calendar schedule going on. My wife is a wedding photographer. So summer and fall are oh, big wow. weekends for so, her too. So oh we have to goodness. figure out how the, she had a weekends. really challenging, uh, couple of years then too. Well, she did, but you know, one thing about weddings is, pandemic or no people were still going to get married so <laughs> her business boomed and even the people who didn't get married in 2020 they just deferred to this year so yeah i um, was invited to a wedding that was delayed three times yeah yeah <laughs> oh, or people found ways wild. to make it work right okay we're doing outdoors okay yeah, we're reduce, reducing you know, the size yeah so that, that, that would be an interesting challenge i would have done more shows this past year too but we had our th- third child our little daughter so um that was a little challenging but i also knew i just needed to continue developing and making my artwork and this winter i'm gonna be trying to figure out how to find more time to crank out more pieces be more efficient and some of the successful pieces i've made in the past just continuing to riff off of those ideas and um yeah i have shows in chicago and all over Minnesota that I'd like to do. My parents live in Nashville, Tennessee, so I'm thinking about why maybe not? we can do a road trip down there. There's some <laughs> great shows down there. I think horses would sell really well down there. So it's it's uh, there's a lot of opportunity coming up this next year where there'll be quite a learning curve, but um, I'm, I'm excited for what the future has. And uh, It's a unique time. We'll see what happens, especially when um, people really start to agree that the pandemic's over and um, things start to move on to whatever new normal people are saying it's going to be. So, right. I think we're ready. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and so if, let me um, end by talking about uh, what, if you had some time uh, mm-hmm. now, what would, what's on your workspace that you've been wanting to get to? Um, what's, you know, what are some of the things that um, if somebody walked into your studio, they would see that, that you're. Oh yeah. I, my studio space, it's very organized, but it's cluttered. So I have a lot of different things going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a lot of my cutout 
wall art pieces of horses, foxes, owls, bunnies, things like that, ready to go. Like they're pre-cut out and like I can go to them at any point and paint them during the winter. I have some new smaller pieces I'm doing, sketches of all sorts of animals. Um, but there's some new topics I want to do. I mentioned earlier, I have some angels mm. that um, I think will be very appealing to certain people and uh, horsemen. I'm really interested in graphic novels, personally. A lot of my sketches in my book kind of have that cartoony that. style. It's not cartoon, it's not anime, but it's somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> so. it's got personality, right? Yeah, it's, it's, got, it's, it's got a style, personality, and... Uh, I'm, I want to head more in that direction. And, you know, part of doing just animals at the beginning was just I need to get down to basics and um, make things essential and figure out what I'm going to build off of. So now that I have kind of momentum in that, I can um, be a little more um, expressive and topic and um, branch out. So, yeah, there's a lot of things. I have a lot of just animals ready to go, ready to doodle and paint. I have some old designs I'm bringing back right now that I am um, touching up and refining um, like a, a larger piece that sold that I liked, but it wasn't, didn't hit the mark exactly what I was going for. So since it sold, I get to try again and make a new one. So I have a lot of that. I have a bunch of yardsticks, like I mentioned, some other um, salvaged wood. Um, I work downtown at makeshift accessories right now. We should now. give a plug. Yes. Yeah. And I have some of my artwork up there, but I started cutting out, the wall art pieces with the state of Minnesota attaching license plates to them. Right. That's um, kind of a, a, a well-known um, identifying thing to makeshift art. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the big Paul Bunyan and babe there that we've shared done shown at the state fair. It's still there. Um, we're going to build another one and um, for next year's state fair. Excellent. Uh, it's going to be fun. Um, but there was a lot of uh, material there that um, my boss, man, Devin Johnson, he's great. <laughs> Uh, he's given me access to all this. We got these old gas cans from like the 60s and 70s that are very colorful, uh, thin, metal? rusty. Yep, dusty, rusty sheet metal. It's like um, very thin steel. I've been using a lot of those to put on plywood, and they're like canvases ready to go. They're very beat up and rusty, and um, they got they got lots of character. And I'm excited to see what I can do with those. Um, yeah, I, I did one with an anchor on it. Well, there's a few. There's a few at makeshift. They're kind of makeshift pieces and not mine. But, um, yeah, they're um, they're a lot of fun to work with. So just a lot of tinkering with material. That's still going on. I'm always trying to find something new. I, folks can't with. see this because it's radio, but your face is just lighting up as oh. you're talking <laughs> about all these possibilities. Yeah. I think that's a really exciting place to be. Yeah. You mentioned stories and that you want to kind of, make that a part of what you know you care mm-hmm. multiple animals in one piece and so i can't wait to see how your story unfolds it's going to be exciting great well thank you yeah so folks this has been a blast talking about um this great piece i want you to visit finecraftcollective.com so you can get all the details and you don't miss this opportunity they're only together for a couple months a year so they're here from now till december 24th i guess i forgot to look up what day of the week that is to know the hours oh gosh december 24th uh today is the 10th so that's two weeks from now so it'll be a friday so are you open 12 to 5 on christmas eve 
Yes. Okay. So, folks, but don't, don't you know, if you can get there sooner, good. But if you need a place to go because you, you, you know, forgot something or someone uh, or somebody, yeah. surprise visitors are coming, that's the place to go. <laughs> yeah. Folks, this is Art Zaney, Radio for the Imagination. Thanks for being a part of the show and for uh, opening up your imagination with us. I hope that you take some time to add some Art Zaney to your life. And, of course, in the meantime, until next time, enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8000.